Okay. Erev Tov. We continue in the Rambam. We're on Perik Membes. And as you see the sheet over here, we're going to learn what the meaning of the word Chai is and the word Moves, which simply is life and death. The Rambam is going to give us three translations for this. And there's going to be one major question that we have to deal with. Okay, let's look at the three translations. One is description of a living animated creature. Number two is someone who recovers from an illness. And number three, someone imbued with knowledge. We can assume that death would be the opposite of that, meaning that uh, one that is not living, no longer living, uh, one who is getting sick, and one who does not have any knowledge. That would be just a simple way of looking at that. And you should all end up with a question that I'm going to hope you're going to come up with at the end of describing these three definitions. So let's start with the text inside. Chai, when you have the word chai, it's shame hagodol. It's the, a name for something that's capable of growth and hamargish, and one who has senses. Again, we call that sent, what's the word? Sentu, sentieri. I think sentieri. Sentience. 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 Has senses. So that would exclude like uh, growing, like flowers. That's tzomer. That's not chai. Okay? So an example of that and now we just got the psukim over there on the sheet if you want to see the full psukim. Number one, call call, uh, remes asher huchai. All moving things which are alive. So it means like insects and things like that. So they are alive. Okay. Doesn't have to give any more examples. It's pretty straightforward. Something's alive or something is alive. Okay. Uh, Now the second translation is Hushem ha it is a name for someone who has recovered from a very severe sickness. Okay? And that is the second source. In Yeshaya, it says, Yehuda, a letter that was written, when he was sick, and he was healed from his sickness. So that's healing from sickness. Or in Sefer Yeshua, after Jewish people mass circumcised themselves, as you see in Source 3, when the whole nation finished circumcising, they sat in their place in the camps, until they healed. Okay? Similarly, we have by Tsaras, which I don't have the source there, I'm sorry. It says, where the flesh... Um, recovers. Remember, we talk about if the flesh gets burnt and the saras what was burnt, so the flesh recovers. Okay, so that's number two. And now the flip of those things, moves, shemamis. That's the name for dead, meaning the animated creature is no longer animated; <laughs> it's dead. Or the shame hakoli hakaved, or getting really sick. If life is recovering from sickness, death is getting that sickness. Now, this is a good example, 
as we're going to look now in source number four, it's about Novel. Remember, Novel did not want to give David any food. And Novel was going to kill him, but Abigail stopped, and she came with a ton of food. And then Abigail tells Novel, I just saved your neck. I gave a ton of food. And Novel was devastated from that news. So let's see, source four. Vayihiba Boker was in the morning, but say Sayayim in Novel, when Novel was no longer drunk. The wife told him everything. Now look what it says. Vayomos libo vikirbo. His heart died inside of him. And he became like a stone. So what does that mean? Well, he came like a stone. Maybe it could be he went into a coma. It's possible. Glomar, COVID, he had a very strong sickness. Okay. And so that explains that. Because he didn't die because it says 10 days later he died. Look, look in Pesach Lamaches. It's in source 4. Vayikaseres Yamu in 10 days past. Vayigov Hashem is And now he died. You can't die twice. Can't die twice. Last time I checked. Right? So Vayamos Belibo, he got very sick in his heart. Maybe he had a heart uh, heart attack. Maybe he had a heart attack and he's in a coma. Maybe he died of a broken heart. Yes. Okay. That could be those things. Okay. And similarly... Remember the son of the Tsarfatit who uh, who housed Elisha. Mm. Right? It was Elisha? Yeah. Elisha. Elisha. And the boy got sick. Mm. Right? Ish, Ish, Shulamis. Ish, mm. Shulamis. Shulamis. Uh, it wasn't Eshet Shulamis. She had had Tsarfatit. Yeah, she made a special apartment. Yes, yes. So look, so he says, so therefore, Lafikach Be'er, therefore, he explained the Ben Hatzorfatis. He calls the Ben Hatzorfatis. What do you got there? Does it say King's, also? King's Wonders. No, but what does it say by the Ben? And first, it stated the son of the woman of Sarafas. Sarafas. Okay, whatever. Either way, it says, now if you can look in source 5 or in the text. The son gets sick. Mm-hmm. It was very strong. There was no neshama left. Why didn't it say he died? It, he got very sick. Now we know what happens next. Alicia comes and revives him. So why didn't he say, here's the bottom bone's going to explain. Why didn't it say he was so sick until he died? Why did it say until he had no neshama left? So the mom's going to explain that now. Because now we've explained what does Vayomas mean? One of two meanings. It can mean either he really died or we're very sick. So now if you would say that he died, it could mean he's very sick. And then what did Alicia do? Such a big miracle? Did he revive the dead? You made a sick person get better is one thing. That's a Hasidish Rebbe. But taking people who are dead and bringing them back to life. So, but if you say he doesn't have any neshama left, well, that's kind of clear he's dead. So look what the Rambam says. Lefikas, therefore he says, Adashar lo no saris bo neshama till he didn't have a neshama left. Right? And so that means he literally dies. Why? Because if you look, uh, you don't have it there. But later on, footnote 8 in the book, Martin says, and now look what happens. My son died. Did you come to kill my son? Wow. Well, so it's clearly he died. But 
until we get to that pasuk, it's not clear. If it only said he died, it could be explained. He had a very strong sickness close to death. Come on, novel, just like by novel, which we just had. Kashashamas when he heard the words. So therefore, again, it means that's why specific says he had no neshama. Then you're for sure dead. There's no other way to wiggle around. He has no neshama. No So he's clearly dead. Now, the uh, it is a there is a shtickel question in uh, in Daniel where they say, well, what about in, in source number six in Daniel? I don't think he brings it here. The commentaries bring it over here. Daniel says, How can I speak to my master? It's about you wanting to pay some English. I have no neshama left. Wait a minute. But there he clearly is not dead. He's talking. So how do we resolve that conflict? The answer is simple. By the first one it said, he was very sick until he had no neshama left. So if you're very sick until you have no neshama left, what's the stage after being very sick? No neshama left means clearly you're dead. But in Malachim, he was talking to him. It didn't say he was very sick. He said, how can I speak to my master? I don't have, you know, because my koyach is there and I don't have any neshama. I mean, I have no spirit. There's two ways to understand that expression. But clearly when you're saying he got very sick Mm -hmm. and then you said until he wasn't left with any neshama, well, then if you're very sick until you have no neshama left, that means you're dead. But if the king said, you know, what do you want? Well, listen, you know, I, I just, I can't speak to you about this. And how can I, how can I speak about it, you know, since my neshama is not with me? That means I'm like really sad and things like that. So therefore that question. I hate to use this expression. You have to look at the context. Yes. You're trying to make a pun and I'm missing it. No, really. It. No, that whole nonsense <laughs> about the Harvard professor. Oh, the okay. Context. okay. But here the context does matter. Okay, good. All right, so now, but then the Rambam throws a little curveball here. So the Rambam clearly is learning. I mean, the push-up shot is the boy died. Yeah. And the whole thing was, was Tchiyas Mason. But the truth of the matter, it says, it just didn't say he died. Even though the mother later says, did you come to kill my son? But then the Rambam says, uh, the next one, uh, one second, I lost my cover Now, Shema Esadvarim. Listen to these words. Now you're going to have a different text up there. Ukvar Omar Echad Hasvardim. One of the Svardim. But if you look up there, it's the Andalusians. That's a place in Spain. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So he says, one of the Andalusians says, he didn't die. Shinetra Neshimaso. He stopped breathing. Achlo Hurgeshalon Neshima Klau. Until you couldn't tell there was any breathing. Mm-hmm. Like you have with some invalids. Or people with asphyxia. Mm-hmm. You don't know if he's alive or dead. He could be for a day or more. So, in other words, there seems to be another commentary mm-hmm. who said he really wasn't dead. 
and the Rambam is disagreeing. Andalusians, one of the Andalusians. Now, now, the thing is, you know, the Rambam happened to have been an Andalusian. Oh, that's where he, it's where he came from. Oh, that's right. He came from. So now, if you look in source number 10, Mark Rambam, we said we don't know who it is, mm-hmm. right, that came before the Rambam. But uh, so some say it was the Rambam himself, <laughs> but he just didn't want to say it. And people say, you know what, that doesn't make sense because that's not the way the Rambam. The Rambam did not shirk doesn't, away from controversy. Never in his life that I And we know found of. a lot of early commentaries that did indeed say that before the Rambam. Mm-hmm. So it's possible there are such commentaries who say that. So it's just an interesting point that there are some Andalusians who thought so it wasn't that great of a miracle. Okay, that's a nice side point. Okay, now let us. That's so far two interpretations. So we say that somebody's revived by CPR, they've died and come back. So therefore, they're like so maybe so recover from an illness, so they're back. So maybe maybe. I mean, if you really want like a real case amazing, the guy's been dead for like a day. (laughs) So far, I don't know any case where a person's been dead for twenty four hours who came back to life. Like mamish dead. How long do you get? Five minutes? Six minutes? Exactly. For your brain to finish. Well, that's already your question you get there. But what's the longest that a person was dead and came back to life? Like mamish came back to life. Okay, so here's the here's the here's the question. The problem is if you're caught in the cold, like if you're in the deep freeze, like uh you a lot longer. The body slows down. The body is sort of in suspicion. But when did you stop breathing? We don't know that, but you could probably go way over two hours or three hours wow, in that situation. Really? Okay, fine. Wow. All right, anyway. Wow. If it's, but that's not a common situation. You're never in, it's got to be like a Winnipeg situation in the winter. <laughs> well, tonight. Tonight, it's going to be minus 30 with the wind chill. Okay, that's, that's pretty right. close. What if they get minus 30 without the wind chill? Then the wind chill is going to be fine. Okay, anyway, this is all very interesting, but this is not the main point of the Rambam. Now we're coming to the main point of the Rambam, the third translation. And you also find often this word is used. Acquiring wisdom. As the Pasuk says, for example, source number eight in Mishle, they will be life for your soul. That's talking about wisdom. Or those who find me, meaning my Torah, will find life. Or it is life for those who find the Torah. It's not like that. Yes, that's a tree of life. Okay. Now, based on this, correct opinions, meaning Torah opinions, God's opinions, we call life. And the false opinions like idol worship or atheism, mothers, that's death, because that's the opposite of wisdom. With only one wisdom, Torah wisdom. Now, there could be some science that is true, and that's, that's part of Torah wisdom, so to speak. But like out-and-out out lies, you know, there was no giving of the Torah at Sinai, right? Uh, there's no mitzvah of honoring your father and mother. Huh. It was a lie. So basically everything you're hearing today in the world, mm-hmm. this is all lies, 
no genders, no this, all this. It's just, it's just all lives, right? So Asher Yisala Ra, and look what Hashem saw. He said, mm-hmm. I give you life and good. Mm-hmm. And the bad and the evil. So what does that mean? In a bear, the explanation is, Tov is life. What does that mean? Good moral understanding. And evil is death. And that's the explanation. What is life? Life is tov. What's tov? Good knowledge of what Hashem tells you to do. Or the Pasuk says, That Hashem says, I'm giving you this Torah. It's uh, source number 12 in Devarim, where it says to go on the way so that you will live with tov lachem. We know also by source 13, shoo away the mother bird. Why? Lachs will be good for you. And you'll have long days. And we know the big problem with that when you flip the page, the Gomorrah talks about, you know, no mitzvah talks about reward except for the two of Kibbut Aveim and the setting laid one. And it says, Laman so what does that mean? And it means it's not really reward in this world. But what do you say? Laman it's good for you in this world. in the world to come. Meaning a world that's all good. Okay. So very interesting that we have this concept that you will live. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily referring to life. Now. And now he says, And because this expression is used often, life is used often for understanding. Even when they're dead, they're called alive. Why? Because the tzaddik has wisdom. And the wisdom is there forever. Once a life-giving source. Right? Interesting. That's what the Gemara in uh, source sixteen c- commenting on the Pesach and Kohelis <coughs> in fifteen. Kiamesim yodin shemusu. The dead, the living, know they're going to die. Vamesim enu yodimu, and the dead don't know anything. They ain't old lehem sacher. They have no more work. What's going on? What's going on? So look at the underlines. Kiachaim yodim shemusu. The chaim know they're going to die. Elu tzadikim. These are tzadikim. Shabemisosam nikrochaim. That when they're dead, they're called alive. And the mesim don't know anything. Those are rishoyim that in their lifetimes they're mesim and they don't know anything. So very interesting. Um, so we see that life, really, on the one hand, the pashim shat the way Gemara learns, lemanya rikul nimachu. You'll have eternal life. You are saying it's eternal life. The Rambam saying it's acquiring knowledge. Is it two different interpretations? No. Because according to the Rambam, what is the key to immortality? The only way to be immortal is by attaching yourself to the immortal God. And how do you attach yourself to Torah. the immortal God? Not just Torah, with his knowledge, with his mind. And this is the Rambam Lishitoso throughout. How do you get mortality? You connect your mind. Immortality. Immortality. You connect your mind to that which is the infinite wisdom of Hashem. Right? That is how you become an immortal being. Now, it's very interesting, this safer over here from Rav Talidano, 
he says, so not only between man and Hashem do we talk about life, that a person, if he's connected to the wisdom of Hashem, then he's connected, because God's wisdom is immortal. There's a, in other words, there's a part of you that is immortal. Yeah. That Torah and all that. Now, of course, you can say, well, if that's the case, why do I got to do anything? If it's just my mind, I don't have to do any mitzvahs. The answer is, if you don't do the mitzvahs, then what you learned isn't real. Mm. Right. If you say, oh, I believe in gravity, mm. totally, and you jump off a roof, you didn't learn anything about gravity. So you say, well, I learned about honoring a father and mother. I know what the depth. But isn't that pure care for yes, those, yes, who, those it, who learn their Torah? Right, right, and right. Their are but if you don't do it, you really didn't learn it. As much as the guy know it, and you can't know it until you actually do it. So it goes hand in hand with that. But he says that, uh, and Martin, you can weigh in at this point. He brings from science. He says they come to the conclusion that neurons of a brain, I don't know, sometimes they're supposed to connect to other neural pathways or something, and if they don't, they die. They cease to exist. He compares this, for example, sperm. Got a million little spermies flying away, but if they don't catch on to an egg, they they die. So just like that, he said with the neurons, they have to attach and if they don't, maybe you know better what's going on there. But if they don't attach, it's like they die. Hmm. So there's an idea. So similarly, you got so to attach to Hashem's infinite it's wisdom. Interesting, right? because neurons. If you look at a neuron, mm-hmm. uh, it's like there's a, a beginning and an end, and they actually don't touch each other. Oh. They have there's a neuro neuro left, there's a cleft. There's that like a, a, a you know, like the English Channel. There's a little and through that the neurotransmitters flow so you have one end and then when it gets to the other side then an electric pulse is generated and goes through the neuron to the other side and then it sends uh, neurotransmitters through that to the next one so unless it's being used and constantly being stimulated it dies that's what you ah. right so that's just so it's a similar idea. So, yeah, so it could stay be, a long and it time. Comes from neurotransmitters. You see, the neurotransmitter comes from one end, mm-hmm. passes the cleft, the neurosynaptic. So, cleft. what if the neuron is used to understand Torah? That is it possible? You're using You're neurons for that. Well, there's a whole section. You need a vast amount of your brain with a lot of neurobiochemistry to understand the whole concept. Understand physically. There's the, then there's whole spiritual concept mm-hmm. that Hashem so that, down. So that but can stay. That can stay forever. That can stay yeah. forever. Wow. Okay, at this point, gentlemen, we finished this topic, yeah. and you should be asking me a question. <laughs> Can we go and home? If, and if you're not, <laughs> let's just review what we learned in this chapter. There's three definitions of Chai. A description of a living animated creature, recovering from illness, okay, or so here's my question. knowledge. What's, what's, so death, we say, is no knowledge? What are we saying death that, is? That death means no no re- real knowledge, like divine knowledge. Okay, got it. Okay. No Torah knowledge. Okay. MS. Don't we have someone in the Torah who say death is being poor? Like when, when what's his name? When, uh, no, Yaakov. There's a number. Uh, that's right. Like, it's children. like a dead person. But it's not called. Also, also being blind is like death. Yeah. Right? yeah, that also. Think yeah. of the question globally Childless. now. Globally. Sarah. Is the world dead? Okay, let's get back. What, why are we learning this safer? What has been the common theme of most of these chapters? What is the Rambam doing? No, most of these chapters. The what God, is God, is God, physical. God is not physical. God is not physical. physical. And let's say, when we talked about Ruach, 
When we talked about Lev, yeah. when we talked about Nefesh, yeah. and we talked about Pan and Ocher, what it what was always one definition was for one purpose. God. Meaning to say, God had don't that. think it's an it's a corporeal right. explanation of God. You have to come up with a definition that's not corporeal but of a It's not here. We don't get that here at all. What's this chapter? Where's that, <laughs> Where's that to with God? I think yeah. Yeah, true. That's true. What's that to with God? Not, yeah. There's nothing about God over here. True. That's a serious problem. Isn't what does Tully down to say? That's a serious, serious well, he problem. He doesn't get sick and he's got all the knowledge. Yeah. Two of the three don't apply for sure. All three don't apply. Well, you no, gotta give a reason apply. for the first one. All th- what? Description of living animated creature. Well, yeah, animated no, animated. and here's the thing. Living. Well, look, living God. let's put it this way. Does he use to any of these psukim? No. Refer to using Hashem with living? No. no. Uh, none. No. Right? Now, wait a minute. But aren't there some psukim that do talk about Hashem yeah. living? Yeah, they do. Hello, King Kai. We say a living God. But the Rambam. So, what, would the, what should the Rambam have been doing in this chapter? And I, it says that Hashem is Chaim this. So let's pick in one of the explanations. But he can't do that. You know why? Because you don't have any of the three explanations will be suitable for Hashem. I have a major problemo. And stay tuned. Oh, oh no, no. Cliffhanger. We'll give you the answer. And it's a good kasha, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's the question. All right. Yeah, sure, Kaya.